Chapter Twenty One of the Country Parson His Character and Rule of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon The Country Parson His Character and Rule of Life by George Herbert. Chapter Twenty One The Parson Catechizing the country parson values catechizing highly for there being three points of his duty the one to infuse a competent knowledge of salvation in every one of his flock the other to multiply and build up this knowledge to a spiritual temple the third to inflame this knowledge to press and drive it to practice turning it to reformation of life by pithy and lively exhortations catechizing is the first point and but by catechizing the other cannot be attained besides whereas in sermons there is a kind of state in catechizing there is a humbleness very suitable to human regeneration which exceedingly delights him as by way of exercise upon himself and by way of preaching to himself for the advancing of his own mortification for in preaching to others he forgets not himself but is first a sermon to himself and then to others growing with the growth of his parish he useth and prefereth the ordinary church catechism partly for obedience to authority partly for uniformity's sake that the same common truths may be everywhere professed especially since many remove from parish to parish who like christian soldiers are to give the word and to satisfy the congregation by their catholic answers he exacts of all the doctrine of the catechism of the younger sort the very words of the elder the substance those he catechizeth publicly these privately giving age honour according to the apostle's rule first timothy verse one he requires all to be present at catechizing first for the authority of the work secondly that parents and masters as they hear the answers prove may when they come home either commend or reprove either reward or punish thirdly that those of the elder sort who are not well grounded may then by an honourable way take occasion to be better instructed fourthly that those who are well grown in the knowledge of religion may examine their grounds renew their vows and by occasion of both enlarge their meditations when once all have learned the words of the catechism he thinks it the most useful way that a pastor can take to go over the same but in other words for many say the catechism by rote as parrots without ever piercing into the sense of it in this course the order of the catechism would be kept but the rest varied as thus in the creed how came this world to be as it is was it made or came it by chance who made it did you see god make it then are there some things to be believed that are not seen is this the nature of belief is not christianity full of such things as are not to be seen but believed you said god made the world who is god and so forward 
requiring answers to all these and helping and cherishing the answerer by making the question very plain with comparisons and making much even of a word of truth from him this order being used to one would be a little varied to another and this is an admirable way of teaching wherein the catechized will at length find delight and by which the catechizer if he once get the skill of it will draw out of ignorant and silly souls even the dark and deep points of religion socrates did this in philosophy who held that the seeds of all truths lay in everybody and accordingly by questions well ordered he found philosophy in silly tradesmen that position will not hold in christianity because it contains things above nature but after that the catechism is once learned that which nature is towards philosophy the catechism is towards divinity to this purpose some dialogues in plato were worth the reading where the singular dexterity of socrates in this kind may be observed and imitated yet the skill consists but in these three points first an aim and mark of the whole discourse whither to drive the answerer which the questionist must have in his mind before any question be propounded upon which and to which the questions are to be chained secondly a most plain and easy framing the question even containing in virtue the answer also especially to the more ignorant thirdly when the answerer sticks and illustrating the thing by something else which he knows making what he knows to serve him in that which he knows not as when the parson once demanded after other questions about man's misery since man is so miserable what is to be done and the answerer could not tell he asked him again what he would do if he were in a ditch this familiar illustration made the answer so plain that he was even ashamed of his ignorance for he could not but say he would haste out of it as fast as he could then he proceeded to ask whether he could get out of the ditch alone or whether he needed a helper and who was that helper this is the skill and doubtless the holy scripture intends thus much when it condescends to the naming of a plough a hatchet a bushel leaven boys piping and dancing showing that things of ordinary use are not only to serve in the way of drudgery but to be washed and cleansed and serve for lights even of heavenly truths this is the practice which the parson so commends to all his fellow laborers the secret of whose good consists in this that at sermons and prayers men may sleep or wander but when one is asked a question he must discover what it is this practice exceeds even sermons in teaching but there being two things in sermons the one in forming the one in flaming as sermons come short of questions in the one so they far exceed them in the other for questions cannot inflame or ravish they must be done by a set and labored continued speech End of chapter 21 Recording by John Brandon